Men suck at sharing feelings, says one of my guests today, and he should know because he's one of them. But he and my other guest are committed to changing that. They've made a space where guys can give a voice to their inner world. These two guys are behind the phenomenon known as Visible Man, the Discord channel. Check this out. Welcome. I'm Tracy, the host of the Essential Stepmom podcast, your source for information and inspiration about the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. There's a lot of material here for the dads too, because, well, because nobody talks to them about this stuff much, and it's about time that changed. There's nothing about making a stepfamily work that comes naturally. It happens as a result of effort and actual skills that you learn and practice, you know, like tennis or chess. My approach to all of this is a bit, well, unconventional. I like to live outside the box. And if that describes you too, I think we're going to be friends. Let me hear from you. My super private mailbox is info at essentialstepmom.com and I'm always up for a chat. Jeff Hoffman and Jack Rollins have both been guests on this podcast before. I found them randomly in the podcast world, and I was amazed at how much I learned. From hearing them open up about their perspective as a divorced man and what that experience had done to them, really, it was totally eye-opening for me. And I wanted other women to experience something like what I got from just hearing guys be vulnerable about their feelings. They've started an amazing space to provide peer support to men who might not otherwise reach out for help when they're feeling really bad. Like they say, it's important for guys to connect in a place where they can let down their guard and just be real with each other. Trigger alert. This is a show about men's mental health, and we do mention some suicide statistics in this show. I hope that won't deter you. Here they are. Hi, Jeff and Jack. Hi, Thanks for you. being here. Thank you. This is, it's nice to see you both in the same place, actually, because I've interviewed both of you separately for this podcast. But yeah. I didn't realize, or maybe it's a newer thing, but I maybe when I when I interviewed you before, were you already doing this? And I just didn't know it. The this the Visible Man server. I think I don't know. The I don't server know. was up, but we weren't you weren't like, kicking things into high gear oh, yet. Okay. I don't think yeah. you and I had started working together yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me just can you just introduce yourselves in a few words? Maybe Jeff, go ahead, say something. Sure. I'm Jeff Hoffman. I started Visible Man, um, a place for men to uh well let me step back why I created it. Um uh, through my divorce experience and some other um, situations with my daughter. Uh, I felt like as a provider, I felt invisible. I felt like I was just a provider that a means to an end and just a paycheck to help everybody else. I felt invisible and um, I faced my own mental health challenges. Suicide was something I thought about. Um, mm. And um, I wanted to create a space. I, I was consistently uh, shocked that of the number of men that I would talk to that felt the same way, but there wasn't really a space, but it wasn't, it was hard to start that conversation. So 
I wanted to have there be some kind of community where men could meet each other um, and also cross paths with professionals because so many, so many guys don't um, open up about their stuff. Um, so uh, Visible Man started in 2018 and uh, it's uh, growing with more members and more participation. So that's kind of who I am. Nice. And Jack? Uh, like Jeff, I went through a pretty rough uh, divorce and I started an Instagram account and podcast and kind of a whole kind of project uh, around, you know, divorce, especially from the male point of view. And I, I don't remember who followed who, how that happened, but uh, Jeff and I kind of found each other on Instagram. And in my opinion, he like the way he was able to kind of put all these things together, they were all things that were like a dream to me that like I wished someone, possibly me, possibly somebody else could could kind of go out and do these things. Uh, and so I was immediately enamored with what he was doing and, you know, had him on the podcast and was just like, dude, what 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 can I do to help? And here we are today. Cool. Well, and I found both of you from your podcast. I found your podcast and I heard Jeff's interview there and um, and I just loved how refreshingly open I found you both about your personal experiences. And so like, I mean, if you guys were aware that there wasn't a space for men to talk about things like that, it's for sure that as a woman, I also wasn't hearing it. And it's so important. Like, I just thought this is the perspective that is going to make such a difference for the women that I work mm -hmm. with to hear that perspective and say, well, shit, I never thought about it from that point of view, you know? So, um, so it's, it's wonderful that you're doing this and that it's becoming a thing that we're, we're talking about that men are finding places to, to give a voice to their inner world and their inner experience of these really, really difficult life situations. It's great. Thanks. So yeah. yay. Jack and I like to say um, men suck at sharing feelings. <laughs> um, it's, uh, but we do. I mean, we're, we are not, I don't know if it's, I don't know how much of it is cultural, how much of it is genetic or what, but every guy I talked to said it's really, really hard to open up. And if you ask the woman or their partner in their lives, it's hard to get us to open up. Yeah. Um, and there's something about, frankly, the, relative anonymity of the discord server um that people have really found to be a bit of a blessing uh, when when people sign up we don't know who they are unless they tell us yeah. um, i use my real name uh i'm open about my experience and who i am but i totally accept that not everybody is and um, lots of people don't eh? lots of people just sign up with a handle and mm -hmm. and that's the I mean, so I've been on your server. You invited me to come on mm -hmm. as a visible woman. And I, yep. I'm so excited about that. And That's it's awesome. been very cool. I, it For me, it's such a different experience than the Facebook. I don't do much Instagram. I'm just not an Instagram person, but I'm very present on Facebook. And it's such a different experience. The, the quality of the conversation is it's so much quieter. It's so much less, um, it's on more Facebook real. Account. No, on your server. No. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, 
it's quieter somehow. There's not the noise and distraction of I like it's literally dark too, right? It's kind of <laughs> dark in there. And somehow it's just a much more uh what can I say? I don't know. It's a very, very different feeling. I've been really impressed with how different it is and how it might be more conducive to starting like the conversations feel genuine. It's more of a back and forth than, than somehow than what you get on Facebook. Like it's a more of a real time conversation instead of like dropping comments and coming back mm. to it hours later and adding your two cents, you know, it's more of a real, real time conversation feel. Yeah, I, yeah. I would agree with that. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think um, having, like Jeff said, with, with people not, not necessarily having to say, you know, who they are or anything like that. I think that helps. I think there's also just kind of an eight trust that happens within the server. First of all, like almost everything gets deleted within at the very least 24 hours. So there's no, you know, backlog of anything. And that's so people can kind of get to that place to say, okay, this isn't going to be sitting here forever for anybody to read. Um, but the other thing is we, we don't push people to you know comment or jump into the conversation we want you to but we realize that guys are going to come in you know in different places have different speeds with that kind of stuff and they see the environment that we have that is welcoming of all these different viewpoints and um just kind of ways of thinking and stuff like that and they know that okay i when i do talk when i do feel open uh enough to or i do feel strong enough to be open you know i'm i'm not going to get judged that's a big, big thing for us is just like lack of judgment, you know, um, for what may, maybe some of the stuff that's happened in the past for what's going on now, you know, we, we really push just being a welcoming open environment. So when people are ready to talk, they can. You do all kinds of other like random fun shit. Like it's not just talking. Like, I don't even know how it works because I'm not in the poker game, but I know there's a, <laughs> there's like another room there where you just play cards or something. Yeah, we have uh, we have all sorts of different events that we do that are not like mental health centric. Uh, we do uh, poker nights. We uh, just did a uh, party for the NFL draft. We're going to be doing a fantasy football league. We did March Madness. Uh, we're, we're always looking for ways to kind of have the guys be able to hang out so they can get to know each other on, you know, like a non mental health like like deep yeah. perspective so they can just enjoy each other because we found that that when you know when you get a guy a couple of guys into a room especially when we have the video and the mics and that kind of stuff and we get to know each other everything it's it's funny because especially with poker night you know we're starting we're having fun we're making fun of jeff because he can't bet mm -hmm. and then you know an hour in uh somebody starts opening up you know, and it's organic and we don't ask them, we don't push them and they just start to feel comfortable, you know? So I, I think that's one of the, the, the coolest aspects of the server. Very yeah. neat. Yeah. There's um, some statistic out there that says that most men, most people, but specifically men who die by suicide were not seeking mental health help in the year previous to their suicide. Wow. Um, and there's just a barrier, whatever it is, whether it's opening up or cost or therapy, whatever, whatever there is, I can't claim to know. Um, but uh, we want to reduce that barrier just to get guys like poker, 
like or that idea I've heard of like shoulder to shoulder talking where it's like I'm not face to face with you saying what's wrong what, why are you feeling angry just kind of like dude can you help me move this couch <laughs> it's kind of like before you know it a dude's crying and it's yeah. great and like um there is we want to push that boundary outwards so that we reduce the barrier to people talking about stuff and the relative anonymity the tat the 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 stuff that Jack mentioned, the parties and stuff like that. It's more about getting guys to connect and let down their guard. Well, it's so important. And like, I, I'm married to one of those guys, right? <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, like the, I, I've told myself many times that the only way I've been able to endure, not because I, I mean, not endure him, but I mean, like I'm married to a man and he has a hard time expressing his big emotions especially in the moment right and women just want to talk 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 like when they're upset they want to talk and get it out and so like I had the rare and lucky experience of living with my partner for four years before we were together as a couple like we were not emotionally or any other kind of intimate with each other he was just my roommate he was my friend. He rented a room in my house and we ate meals together. But I saw over the years how much he would shut down when he was upset about something. And it would like two weeks could go by where he wouldn't come down for dinner. And he'd just say, no, I'm okay. Thanks. You know, whatever. So like, it was totally none of my business because I wasn't involved with him, but I knew it. I knew it as his pattern. And so when it would happen, like later after we got married, I knew that it wasn't about me because my default is to think that it's something about me, mm -hmm. or that he's mad at me or that, that, he, you know, like it involves me in some way because I, I think it's pretty common that when guys are upset, they, they go more to like angry and aloof than to that you can see some kind of sadness or confusion Mm -hmm. So I, I go straight to like, he's mad at me and, you know, we're, we've been together now for 15 years and I still know about him that when he's really upset about something, he's not going to talk to me about it. And I've stopped like now I've stopped waiting for it. Like I don't expect it. And in a few days when he's cooled off or feel better or worked it out in his head, then I hear the whole story. But like me from 10 years ago or 12 years ago was still really, really struggling with that. That, that sounds like me. It sounds like a lot of guys I know. Um, I just read some Reddit post this morning about, um, and, and, and ask men what works best for you. Um, and I had the impression it was coming from a woman or a partner, like in your situation. And the top answer was just be present with me and don't ask me too many questions. Yeah. And just give me like this, like you said, quiet inner, like on the server, like just yeah. a, a quiet space to just be until I can let down my guard. I think that, that but yeah, from the outside, um, that's one of the reasons we created the room that you're in. Um, it's the, it's called the welcome room now, but it, it um, men and women can hang out in there and talk about men's mental health and, and, what do I say to my boyfriend when he's just angry? He won't talk to me. Um, and there is probably most of the server is just men. And we 
verify through voice. So when you yeah, that's in, pretty cool. You verify who somebody is. So there's no like um, lurking mm -hmm. wrong people in there. That's that's another really safe. Um, you know, it feels safe to go in mm -hmm. because you know that that even though everybody's there under an alias, like your wife is not in here disguised as some dude. Right. Yeah. And we have an active moderation team that keeps an eye on it. Jack, if you want to comment to that, you probably will have a lot more um, familiarity with that. As far as the moderation stuff goes, uh, yeah, we have a, a probably four or five guys now. Um, we try to keep two or three on, including um, myself or Jeff, most of the time, uh, just to kind of watch over, uh, like you said, make sure, you know, things stay appropriate, things stay, you know, on topic. Uh, we, we are... We're big on letting conversations go where they need to go. You know, um, there'll be guys on that, you know, maybe they're just in a place where they're just venting, you know, and they just need to get that stuff out. And we know that, that, you know, they may not necessarily mean everything they say in that moment, but they're just, they're mad at their ex or whatever. And, but we have that team there that is not only monitoring the conversation to make sure it doesn't get out of hand or to make sure people don't start saying stuff that they really shouldn't be saying or going against what we believe, but they're also there to help you. Um, you know, they're the first ones that if you're in more of a crisis moment, you know, if you're really kind of feeling the feels of the moment, the moderation team, just the guys that we've, we've asked to be a part of that. Um, they're the first ones that jump in and, you know, check in on you and, you know, kind of walk you through kind of calming you down and that kind of stuff. And I think there's, there's something really nice about that. Just knowing that it's not just a bunch of dudes, like in a free for all chat, you know, it's monitored. We're, we're making sure that, you know, everybody's feels as safe as they can, uh, to, to have that ability to come in and open up if, and when they need to. Oh, that's, that's just great. Um, I'm curious if over the couple of years since this has started, like, do you see a lot more men's stuff coming up now? Are you aware of other, like, I don't know, men's mental health resources or like dad things or divorce related stuff? Yeah, I, I know um, I have. And then Jack, I think you've been... <clears throat> say in the game a little bit longer than I have, but you've had more of a presence uh, online, I think longer than I have. Um, but from my experience, for sure, there's kind of, there's more, um, as more uh, athletes and um, uh, famous people basically yeah. have come forward and said, I had a nervous breakdown on a basketball court, or I had to skip this thing because I was depressed or we had to cancel the tour as more men come forward and say that it's kind of um, it makes it safe for other guys to do the same. And to their credit, they've really started to make it safe for other, you know, organizations and groups to come forward too. Um, because one of the things that to be frank, when I wanted to start this was I was nervous about the reaction that I would get specifically from women saying that you I mean, you're a white guy. What else do you need? You're fine. You know, like, and, um, you know, <laughs> my cat is scratching on my chair at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at the statistics, though, uh, 
men, specifically white men, are four times more likely to die by suicide than women. So, yeah, and I and I I quote that statistic so often that it's um, it sounds I don't know stark I guess, but um, it is. It it is. It, <laughs> okay, I don't know about you, but I need to just pause for a minute here. It is stark, and. I feel really sorry that I didn't know about this reality before meeting Jeff and Jack. This is crazy. And maybe it's something that prompts me to be working with men who are trying so hard to stay out of that space as they deal with the fallout of being alienated from their kids. You know, for many men, including the one I'm married to, being a dad is the core of their being. It's what makes them want to get out of bed in the morning. They're driven to take the children they brought into the world all the way to adulthood and give them all the tools they need to prosper. And after a nasty divorce, it's like you have to pick up that canoe you were paddling and put it up over your head and carry it, kids and all. And it's a long fucking portage until you can put the damn thing back in the water. I just want to say, if this is you and you're listening, I can see the water ahead of you. Even if you can't tell that you're walking in the right direction, and no wonder, like you've got a canoe on your head after all, but I can see it. You'll get there. Keep walking. Okay, that's enough from me. Back to Jeff. There is a need out there and men are suffering and the fact that there are more men's groups coming forward. And it's, the I'd like to think of it as like, you know, in your group of friends, you're sitting around having wine and somebody's bitching about their plumbing. And, and there's a guy going, you know, I, I, I know plumbing. I can help. You know, I, I, I got a guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. there, it would be awesome if there was some man in each group that says, that just notices, like, you've been drinking a lot more. You skipped yeah. the last three poker nights. You know, I, you know, I, we can talk about this and somebody who's willing to be forward. I think those other groups and the, and the famous people and stuff that have come forward, make it easier. I think we're getting there. Uh, I think we have a long, long way to go. Um, just like mental health in general <laughs> as a topic in this country, you know, we kind of live in a bubble when we're talking about it all the time. So the people that we talk to are also talking mm. about it all the time. Uh, but like outside of, you know, this kind of community, there's still a lot of people, you know, male and female that that have trouble with that concept of going to therapy, you know, of of treating their brain like the rest of their body, you know, and it's it's weird because it is technically part of your body, <laughs> but we just can't we can't get past that and we're getting better. Um, so I think that the men's stuff is is coming along at a little bit slower pace. Um, you know, when I first when I first started, uh, when I first started with the, with the Instagram account, uh, the only other, I mean, there were probably other guys out there doing it, but the only ones that were doing it at kind of the level and had the, the, um, following that I was starting to get were, you know, your red pill, um, your, your more anti-women, you know, angry, you know, kind of response to, to feminism kind of, kind of guys. And a lot of them, you know, that started from a place of pain, from a divorce or a breakup or abuse. I mean, like it, it comes from that place. Uh, and so for me, I was I was mainly communicating with women. There just weren't any guys. You know, I'd have guys that followed me 
but they're not, <clears throat> excuse me, they're not, you know, interacting or anything like that. You know, they'll send me a message and be like, Hey bro, like your posts are awesome, but they're not visible. You know, they're not, they're not out there communicating. Um, and that's why I was so, I remember when Jeff and I started kind of following each other, you were like going to, I think it was like a distillery or something like that. that. Yeah. And this cat would just like go to bars wearing his visible man hoodie and just be like, I'm here. If anybody wants to talk and I'm like, that's like, that's not going to work, man. Like that's my marketing department. Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of work. Um, go to where the people are. I get it. But, uh, but that I was so, so happy when I, when I saw Jeff and saw other people like him, because I felt like when I started, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be, you know, men have these problems uh, and get anybody to respond out of anything but anger. I had to be, I'm the person, you know, I have this problem. Um, and so it was nice to see people like him kind of take that next step and acknowledge that, you know, men have issues too. And that doesn't take away from women's issues. It doesn't take away from anybody else's issues, you know, but we have them too. We're not asking to fight you on it. We're not asking, <laughs> saying it's more important. You know, we're just saying yeah. it's, you know, like we cry too. It happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I get, I get asked a lot um, or I get, it gets assumed that I work with dads and I work with stepdads and it's like, no, 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 no. I work with dads and I work with stepmoms and like people sort of scratch their heads. Like what kind of a weird niche is that? But for me, it's completely completely obvious like the stepdads are not killing themselves out of existential despair and unlivable frustration like they have a a social problem they might have family dynamics like they've got stuff that they're working on i i admit it can be frustrating uh or you know difficult for them but but it's the the dads who are in this tremendous struggle to recover their you know, their sense of self or to recover their uh, purpose in life, to be able to, you know, to stay relevant in the lives of their children. It's just so desperately important to them. And like, they have a problem and, and the women who are married to them are like in the, in the energetic arena of that problem they're the ones who are dealing with kids who come to their house and don't want to be there or who come to their house and refuse to um you know participate in the rules or can't be can't be civilized and polite or you know say that they don't want to come like the the women are living vicariously the the pain of these guys who have been so you know betrayed by the family court system and all of those issues so the the problems happening in the other house are, um, I don't mean that they're not important because certainly there are, there are plenty of women who are being alienated from their kids. I know that that's true, uh, but I don't have a, a personal connection with that. I don't have any personal experience with that. My personal experience is, is with the, you know, what happens on the dad side of the equation so I, I totally hear you about this, like, you know, come on, you're a white guy, like, how bad can it be? Well, it's really bad if white guys are ending their lives at four times the rate of, of women, like, it's bad. And yeah. um, so, like, 
good on you for providing this space. I think everyone should, everybody should be there. Um, we appreciate the support. And to your point about, um, you know, guys being alienated from their kids and ha having it be consistent, you know, men and women experience that. Um, it, it's a common theme in the server. Um, and, you know, online, it's not hard to find if you were to look up, um, I don't know, custody arrangements or court proceedings or that sort of thing. The default assumption is that the guy will not get custody, that he will have to fight for um, for anything more than just weekends. Um, and uh, and I have two daughters, by the way. Um, and I, <laughs> to say I love women sounds really kind of strange, but I have nothing against women. Like this is not an anti-women thing at all. And you know, Jack and I, the moderators, are very uh, involved to make sure that it is not a place of misogyny or anything like that. Um, and in some ways, when I say things like, well, guys have to fight harder, I'm like, oh, I get this sick feeling in my stomach. Like, is that how women feel in like the workplace of like, oh, that's such a, like this invisible ghost that you're fighting. And it, in some ways, it gives me a lot of sympathy for that situation um, because it sucks. I mean, it absolutely sucks that like, you know, the phrasing, oh, the kids are going to go visit dad, but they live at home with mom. Oh, yeah. that hits yeah. me. <laughs> You know, or you just assume that you have to, you know, go to court to have something. Um, and that is, you know, even if men express it differently or it looks different, our love for our kids and our family and the unit of, of, of a healthy relationship is the same. We have the same interest in it. And to be robbed or um, have to fight for something that feels like, I don't know, it's very instinctive it's incredibly maddening. Um, and, and that's a common theme that, people, that the guys talk about in the server. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Sorry, you're hearing my husband um, doing some um, chiseling or something at the moment <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the door where I am. Um, uh, yeah, it is. It is incredibly maddening. And of course, the default is to moms in most jurisdictions um, yeah. where there's a, a family court thing happening. And uh, there are, I, I personally know several women who were alienated from their kids completely for many, many years. So I know that it happens. I have friends and relatives who were, uh, let's say, victims of that kind of situation. But mm. uh, the, the vast majority our, our dads and it's very systemic. Um, I just wanted to tell you, I, I told Jack in an email just a little while ago that I ran across just the other day, um, something that I wasn't aware of, but there's a, um, I guess it's a YouTube thing called Man Enough. It's a website called Man Enough. It's um, Jason Baldoni, who's a TV actor. I, I have to admit that I don't watch TV, so I don't know him from there, but he mm -hmm. interviews other famous dudes and they talk about guy stuff and basically mm -hmm. about, you know, men's mental health and self-esteem. And the episode that I watched was himself and um, uh, a guy named John Kim, who's a, a psychologist who's written a couple of books and Jay Shetty, who is a big big uh, spiritual guru, like with, you know, millions of followers on his Instagram. And, and they were talking about 
about like quarantine and what it's done to their head and where they've gone, you know, and John Kim says, well, you know, like I've been into CrossFit for 10 years, like I'm hugely invested in, in physical fitness. And he said, like, I'm wearing a spare tire here. I'm eating, I'm ordering in food every single day and I've gained so much weight. I don't recognize myself. And I'm embarrassed because like I'm out there in public as somebody who's promoting physical fitness as a, you know, doorway to mental wellness. And, you know, he said like, I'm, you know, got this big belly hanging on now. And then Jay Shetty said, you know, and here he's a guy who's like, he spent years and years living in a monastery and he's now teaching, you know, Buddhist philosophy and mindfulness to the millions of people. He said, I hadn't played a video game in seven or eight years. And I found, I started off just, oh, this'll be fun. It'll be something to do an hour a day or whatever. Well, two hours, four hours, eight hours a day, I'm playing video games. And he said, like, I'm finding myself stopping my work day of helping people thinking I can't wait to get home and play video game. Like what's mm -hmm. going on with me? And Jason Baldoni said like he's given a Ted talk about his personal story of having been exposed to pornography when he was 10 and how much that messed up his head. And he said, the place where I went was like back down that road. And he said, I, you know, stopped myself pretty quickly, but I couldn't believe how easy it would have been for me to like get back into that kind of addiction because we're stuck inside and you're feeling sorry for yourself and there's not much to do and you're on the computer all the time. So those are wonderful conversations. Like I'm so grateful that, that people with a high profile in the sense that they'll, a lot of their viewers will get to see that because they have these huge audiences and you know those are fantastic conversations i totally agree i think it's really special when you can get these these people that 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 yeah have have that high profile to be able to kind of step in and kind of do the work the legwork uh to normalize what we all kind of know but we're afraid to admit you know, that's one thing that's that I, I love about like the title, you know, is, you know, we're, you know, Jeff and I aren't in there every day, you know, complaining or dealing with issues or whatever on a personal level. Like sometimes life is okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you're okay, you know, but, but to, you know, to be able to step out and say, look, I've had these issues, you know, um, I've dealt with this. I've, you know, I've dealt with infidelity. I've dealt with, that, that kind of crushing feeling that happens towards the end of a marriage. You know, we have, we have guys with all sorts of different backgrounds, not everybody like, you know, I brought in a lot of people who were divorced just because that's who my audience mainly is. But I mean, we have, we have guys, you have to be 18 to be in the server. So there's no, you know, young teenagers or anything like that. Um, we have, you know, people that are, that are in college, and we have people that are in their seventies, you know, who have, who have lived a life, you know, and, and to see all these guys, even just in the server, you know, we're hoping we can, we can then kind of transform that eventually out into the public world, you know, but even in the, in the private server to see them just talking, I mean, I have the, I have it up right now, um, just on a different computer and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to talk about the topics or anything that's going on, but the chat's moving. You know, and Jeff and I aren't there, you know, we're not pushing people to talk about anything, 
you know, people are, are forming relationships and they're, they're getting whatever they need to get out, out. And it's, it's beautiful to see at least in that little way, in this little corner of the internet, you know, a couple of guys that are, are willing to be visible, you know, for each other. So perfect. Will you tell us please how people can join your little corner of the internet? (laughs) There's, um, so if you go to my, uh, or our Instagram, uh, visible man underscore org, uh, there's a link that's in the bio that takes you right into the server. Um, you can also go to visibleman.org and there's a link at the top. I think it says, join the chat it takes you right in there. Um, uh, and then you, you get verified device, somehow. Yeah. It'll actually drop you right into the welcome room. Um, and we've, uh, and then you can hang out there and you can chat. Um, and then if you want to join the other part where Jack said there's 18 and over if you're a man or identify as a man um, and read the rules, then um, then we ask you to just give us a call. We voice verify you to make sure that you're not a robot or a dog or whatever. Yeah. And then just a gut check pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah. Then we can add the privilege to come over. Great. Well, I will put those links for sure in the show notes. And I really, I just encourage everybody to participate in that you know it's a place to meet some new people in a very very safe space and where your your privacy is respected and your you know your ability to share at whatever level feels right for you is really honored so fantastic fantastic work guys thank you thank you keep it up Thank you. And thanks for joining, Tracy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing for me too. I really appreciate. And I guess other women are welcome to, you know, who are interested mm-hmm. in discussions about men's well-being and mental health. Yeah, that's welcome there too. You know, the the women who are supporting guys who are going through a really rough patch sometimes need help too to say how do I how do I help my boyfriend here? What's what do I what do I tell my husband who's going through this, you know? So it's also a great, great way for them. It's also a great way for them to, uh, to check it out, you know, cause that was one of the major reasons we even have that room that allows, you know, kind of anybody to be into is because we've, we've had women that have come in and said like, Hey, you know, my, I, I was hoping my boyfriend could join, you know, can I, can I kind of hang out and see what you guys are doing? And, you know, we know not really like not yeah. in the part that we promise that there's, you know, no women around. Yeah. So we created that to give women a, a, a place a to communicate and B to kind of see what we're about, you know, uh, so that way they can go to their partner or brother or whatever loved one. And they, they have a little bit more than, so there's the server that, that I guess they talk about stuff for men, you know, yeah. so that's, it's been really helpful as, as far as that stuff goes too. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for doing this. And I hope lots of people are going to find you. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll see you on the server. Okay. Yeah. Ladies, if you're anything like me, you probably like to check something out before you encourage your partner to try it. And that goes for the Visible Man Discord server, as well as my one-to-one services. In both cases, you can check it out. Hit me up for a free call and we can get acquainted and talk about whether you think I'm the right person for you or for your partner. And as for the Visible Man server, I'd love to see you there in the welcome room. And you can ask questions of me and the other members like, 
what do I do to help my boyfriend when he's upset but he won't talk to me? Or I think my partner needs to see a therapist. How do I get him to do that? You can sign up for this server with any anonymous handle or a secret name so nobody will ever even know that it's you. And if you feel confident that it's the right vibe for your husband or boyfriend to hang out there, he'll be invited into another guys-only room where they even verify by a voice call before they let anyone in. That creates a level of privacy that really lets them open up and talk through things that are maybe too embarrassing or too difficult to talk to you about. No dads left behind, right? There's something out there for everyone. Thanks again, sincerely, to Jeff Hoffman and Jack Rollins for all that they're doing for our guys and for being with us today. I'm not a therapist, so this is not strictly about mental health, but I do work in the world of post-divorce parenting. So I run across a lot of men who are desperately challenged by the very real possibility of being deleted from their kids' lives. What those guys might find helpful, in particular, is someone to look objectively at their specific situation and walk them through the maze of getting back where they belong in a secure, dynamic connection with their kids. It's not impossible at all, but it probably requires a sharp left turn from whatever you're already doing that isn't working. That's exactly why you need to be open to working with someone else to help you to do it. That person is called a coach, not by accident. A coach is someone who pushes you out of your comfort zone. That's how you get stronger and you sharpen your skills. A coach helps you navigate brand new territory, like holding boundaries you're afraid to make, or parenting your kids effectively, even at a distance. You need to trust your coach implicitly to steer you in the right direction. And of course, to hold you accountable to yourself so you stick with it, even when it gets scary. My coaching clients have entrusted me with the most important issue in their lives, and I feel humbled by that. I take it seriously, but hopefully I don't take myself too seriously, and I don't let them do that either. Life goes better all around when you can lighten up a little, even about the most serious things. As always, you can reach me for a chat at bit.ly slash calltracy, all caps. There's a link to join the Visible Man Discord server in the show notes for this episode, wherever you're listening. And by the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to take 10 seconds to leave a rating or a review. It's not to feed my fat ego, although I do look at them once in a while. It's to boost the visibility of this show in the shopping mall parking lot that is podcast world so that other stepmoms and their partners can get their ears on this content too. Thanks in advance. See you next week.